listening to the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast with Monica Woodhams. Influencer Girl Lifestyle is all about connecting you with top entrepreneurs, influencers, and celebrities who are sharing their secrets to living the influencer life behind the Instagram filters. So get ready to learn the ins and outs about influence, some girl talk, from dating to shopping for Gucci belts, and of course, the all-too-frequent debate over mimosas versus Bloody Marys at brunch. Here's your host and go-to for all things influencer lifestyle, Monica Woodhams. Hey, y'all. I'm here today with Kelsey Karma. She's a model, content creator, and brand marketer, creating content for brands and helping market their products. So excited for Kelsey to chat with us today. And welcome, Kelsey. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yay. So let's kick it off with a little this or that. So the first question is yoga or bar? Um, I have actually never tried bar, so yoga. <laughs> have you wanted to, or is it not really your thing? Um, it actually looks really fun. I just haven't ever had the opportunity, but maybe I'll have to look up a class. <laughs> What's your favorite type of workout? Um, I like any type of cardio is probably my favorite just because I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I do like light weightlifting too. Okay. I, I like weightlifting when I do it, but it's one of those things that like, unless I, I used to be consistent with it when I had a personal trainer, but without that, I kind of like, I'm like, I'll just go to like a yoga meditation class. (laughs) It's hard to know what to do when you're by yourself. Yeah. And I get nervous about like injuring myself or anything like that. So Mm. So the next one is, do you prefer Instagram posts or Instagram stories? Mm, That's hard. (laughs) I like stories because I feel like they're so personal. Mm -hmm. Um, You can really get a peek into everyone's daily lives, um, something that you might not see just on a regular post. So I love that about stories. I think that's kind of been fun to get to see into other people's lives a little bit deeper than just a post. Yeah, totally. Do you think brands kind of have a preference of one over the other right now? I think brands really like posts because they stay and they keep right. going to depth. But I think they also like stories because they can see, you know, how you're using their product or you can talk about it face to face to your followers. So I don't know. I think a mix of both. That's true. Yeah. But that is a good point about how like for a brand, it does make sense for the post because that just lives for forever or unless someone deleted it. Mm-hmm. I like that. Do you prefer takeout or cooking? Probably takeout. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite kind of food to do takeout for? Um, oh, my gosh, that's hard. Probably anything. I don't know. I really like Chinese food. I love pizza. Yeah. <laughs> um, Chick-fil-A. Yes. Yes. I love everything. it all. <laughs> I feel like I'm a very good cook. I, I like to cook, but I don't feel like I'm that great. So, and I'm really busy. So I think takeout is just convenient. Yeah. 
I'm the same. I don't mind cooking, but I get a little self-conscious if like I'm cooking for someone else because I'm not like totally like I know I can whip something out that like I'll like, I'll eat it. But then sometimes I'm like, ooh, I don't know if someone else wants this. <laughs> That's how I feel too. <laughs> and the last one is leather jacket or denim jacket. Um. Let's go with leather. Okay. <laughs> I feel like you can dress it up or down. Yeah. But denim is generally more casual. That's true. You can't really, yeah. It's more of like a daytime thing or like casual evening. But yeah, leather jacket works for everything. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Okay, so why don't you start by sharing, you know, how you got started. So you're a model, you're a content creator, brand marketer. You do a lot. So why don't you start with, did you always have this entrepreneurial spirit of kind of doing your own thing? Where did, Or where's the beginning for you in terms of your career? Um, <laughs> that's a hard question. <laughs> I have always had that type of mindset. I just, I always have different ideas in my head of things I want to do or things I want to start. I... I don't necessarily love the idea of having to go to a traditional nine to five job and working for someone else. I like the idea of just kind of having my own thing and working with other people um, more as a team, if that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. So um, how did you get started? So when I was a senior in high school, I did a a couple of little modeling jobs here and there, nothing huge, just like for local photographers or local clothing stores. And I thought it was fun. I had always been asked growing up, you know, oh, you should model, do you model? You totally should do that. And and I thought it sounded fun, but it was never something I really looked into. Um, so after I graduated high school, I started modeling a little bit more for different clothing brands or different photographers. And then I think just because Instagram was starting to get big, so people would post and they would see my photos with other photographers. So more and more people just started reaching out to me. So it wasn't really something I planned on doing. It kind of just happened over time just from different things I did. Mm -hmm. And then as blogging and kind of like the influencer type thing got big, um, I started get more people would reach out to me about, you know, taking photos for their products or promoting their brands. And so it kind of just, I don't know, was like a domino effect, um, just kind of turned into what I do today. And it's been really fun to just learn about, you know, different things that work and don't work. And, and it's been fun to kind of mesh the modeling and blogging and content creation all into one thing for me. Yeah, I think what's so interesting about that is that, yeah, if we think about it, like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, there, this element, this combination of modeling and content creation, it just, it wasn't really a thing where it could be on your own terms. It would have had to be, you know, through a publication, through an established business. And there's no way we could have even predicted that now, like, you can actually, like, do this your way. Exactly. And really put it in your own hands. Yeah, and I think that's what I love about it. I, when I, before this was 
um, like a big thing, like influencer marketing, I had been asked a lot, you know, are you going to go into modeling? Are you going to move to a big city and do print work and that kind of thing? And I had thought about it, but it really just didn't sound very fun to me. It, it seems luxurious and it seems so fun, but really it's so much work. You're a slave to your job. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, you know, I want to do that, but I kind of want to do it on my own. And so it's cool that, that I've kind of been able to, been able to kind of mesh um, those into modeling and do it kind of on my own terms. Totally. So when you have kind of different components to your business, to your career, how do you stay healthy and fit while still having a busy schedule? Because I know there's a lot of people listening who the busier their schedule gets, a lot of times health and fitness is something that kind of falls to the wayside or even when it comes to just self-care in general. So what do you do to remain that balance? Um, I don't know if I'm the best at this. <laughs> but I think just over time, the past couple of years, I, I get so much, so many different things on my plate where I become so overwhelmed. I'm like, how am I supposed to get all this done? And then I'm so overwhelmed and so deep in different projects that I'm like, this isn't healthy. I'm not taking care of myself. So I think one thing that's really helped is just making sure I take a little time out of each day just to just for myself. So for me, it's I like to go to the gym or I'll go for a run. And it's just even if it's only 30 minutes, just taking that time to think about something other than all my projects or just listen to music and, you know, relax for a little bit or meditate just so I'm taking time away from all that and taking a little break just to think about myself, gather my thoughts and just relax. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you're so honest about being like, yeah, I do get overwhelmed because I think a lot of times we forget that, you know, even the people who we think aren't getting overwhelmed with a lot on their plate, like they are. And that's one of the reasons for this podcast is because, you know, on Instagram, you don't really see those moments. And so I really wanted to bring that to life so that we can like be like, okay, wait, it's okay. But there's things that we can do to prevent burnout. And I love what you said about taking a step away from the work because I totally agree. Like when I'm about to like burn out, it's usually because I've just been like glued to my computer working Mm -hmm. and haven't given myself the space to step away. And even just 30 minutes, like you said, that can make a huge difference. Uh And I've noticed if I don't take that time away, I almost, I'm like, like you said, glued to my computer, but I'm not very productive. Yeah. Because I'm just like so overwhelmed. I don't even know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to get my stuff done, but because I, I'm not very focused because I'm not getting that time away. And I think it, it's really necessary just to be healthy, you know, physically and mentally. And, and then once you've taken your time away, you can come back and be focused on what you need to be focused on. Yeah, it's so true. I've found myself literally like been like on my computer and then I'm just like clicking and I'm like, wait, I don't even know what I was like trying to like open up in my browser because like my brain is just like trying to do a thousand things at the same time when really 
you can just be so much more productive taking a break. And I mean, I, that's something that I have to remind myself on a regular basis, but you're right. It makes all the difference. Yeah. Definitely take practice too. Yes. Yes. Sometimes, honestly, I have to like put it in my calendar as if it's like an appointment that I can't change. Oh, yeah. That's something that I think has helped too is I used to be so bad at organizing my projects. So I'd have 10 things I was working on kind of all at once and I'd bounce around to different things like this. But I think if I set aside like, okay, for one hour, I'm going to work on only this project. Um, And for two hours, I'm only going to go out and shoot different looks. Mm -hmm. For an hour, I'm going to work out. If I kind of schedule it like that, I feel like I'm so much more organized and productive. Yeah, I completely agree. So when it comes to working with brands, we'll kind of switch into that, the one piece of the influencer space. And that is when you are working with brands, how selective are you with choosing the brands that you work with? And were you always that selective or when you were starting out, was there maybe a little bit more wiggle room with who you're, you wanted to work with or did work with? Um, I think starting out, I, I would get excited to work with different brands. So I was, I was more willing to work with a wider variety, I think, mm-hmm. um, just because it was so new and, and I hadn't worked with a lot of different brands. Right. As time has gone on, I've become a lot more selective because there's a lot of brands that maybe I don't personally like, or they're just not my style that I won't work with now just because I don't, I just want to make sure I'm being really authentic. So mm-hmm. if it's not something that I would use or that I personally like or would endorse, I, I don't work with them. And it's not that I have anything against them. It's right. just, I don't want to share something with my followers that I wouldn't even use, you know? Absolutely. And I think that now as this is becoming a more established space, people can kind of see right through that when you are like when if you were to like work with like some really random brand, your audience would probably be like, uh, Kelsey, pretty sure you don't use that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it is so easy to tell. I think yeah. you can totally see when you're like, I don't think they really like that. But Yeah. Um, is there kind of a rule of thumb that you of advice that you have for someone who's starting out and really determining, okay, am I taking this just because it's an opportunity or am I, what would you say like to the new influencer who's kind of trying to navigate that right now? Like, should they be picky or not be picky? I think it's better to be picky. Um, I would rather work with someone whose products I love, um, who might be a smaller company than a huge company whose products I don't really love just because they're a huge company. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, totally. And I think if you're picky and you're, you're being genuine and authentic with what you post and who you work with, it'll, it'll build up. It just, it all takes time. But I think the more, the more authentic you are, brands see that too. 
and yeah. and they'll know you know I've had brands that I've turned down and they're very respectful and they say oh that's okay you know we just want to let you know we love your your content and I think if you're professional about it you know brands understand that not everyone's gonna love their stuff and yeah they would probably appreciate it more if you were passionate about what you were sharing totally yeah just being authentic and you know it's okay to turn a a job down or an opportunity down if you don't feel like it's something you love or you can be authentic about yeah and I think it's just it's kind of it's good business like a brand is investing money into a partnership and you know you don't want to just kind of fake it Mm-hmm. Because they, they deserve to work with an influencer who like is really excited and passionate about the project. Exactly. So I think it like really goes both ways. I think a lot of times we get caught up thinking on just one side of things, but really like it needs to be mutually beneficial at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I agree. So when it comes to brand partnerships and maybe turning down a brand that's not a good fit. What's the etiquette there? Uh, we actually haven't talked about a lot of like blogging etiquette on the podcast yet, but I think this is a good time to start. So when it comes to turning down a brand that's not necessarily a good fit, do you respond back and let them know? Or um, is that something that like doesn't always need to be responded to? And we can just talk generally. It doesn't necessarily be like exactly how you do it. But what do you feel is the etiquette there when it comes to not moving forward with a proposed partnership? I do think it's more professional and more appreciated if you respond. Um, just so they know, I think if you don't respond, they might wonder or they might keep reaching out and following up with you. And that's a waste of their time and it's a waste of your time. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're just, you know, if you are professional and kind about the way that you turn them down, I think it's a positive thing. If you just say, you know, I, I appreciate you reaching out. I appreciate the fact that you enjoy my content, but I don't. I don't feel like our brands mesh well together. Um, I apologize, but I'll have to turn this down. And you can even, maybe you can suggest someone else you know who might like their product that they can reach out to. I like that, yeah. Or you can say, you know, I have a friend who might like this, or I have another blogger I'm connected with who would like this. Let me give you their information, and maybe they would like to work with you. And then you're still kind of, you know, helping them out and thanking them for taking the time to reach out to you, but you don't need to, you know, put more effort into it than that. Yeah. Also, it kind of helps you keep a good name if you're professional about it too. Totally. I love that. And because I think it's all relationship building at the end of the day. And I, I used to work in fashion and some of the brands, there would be, a brand rep who, you know, this year she was working for one brand and then six months later she worked with another brand. Um, and just like, even though one may not have necessarily been a good fit and then she moved over to one that was a good fit, you just, you just never know. And so if you can just keep those positive relationships growing instead of, you know, and keeping it professional, I think you just never know what door is going to open 
because you are respectful to someone. Yeah. And there have even been a couple brands that I've, um, that I haven't worked with who have referred me to other brands that they're connected with. So I think work with someone, it doesn't mean you can't have a good relationship with them. Yeah. I love that. So when it comes to a partnership that you are moving forward with, what advice do you have for the audience to really make a, make a good impression with that brand? Um, I think the biggest thing for me is going, just going above and beyond. If they have a very small requirement, um, let's see, I'm trying to think of an example. Maybe just if they want 10 images back that they can use for their social media, give them 15, give them 20. If you're always going above and beyond, they'll be impressed and they'll want to keep working with you. I love that because would you say the future of brand partnerships and where things are going is more long-term relationships rather than just like a one-off partnership? Yes. Yeah. So also helps you be more genuine. There are brands brands of makeup products that I've used since high school that I would post about for the rest of my life. And so I think that shows like, Oh, she really does love this product rather than one time thing. So true. I love that. So you are working on another project, which is releasing presets for photo editing. So how did you get uh, the idea to do that? And how did you feel like, yep, you know what? I can take this on. I'm going to do this. Um, I think, I, a lot of different bloggers and influencers have their own presets and I tried out a few different ones and there's, there weren't really any that I felt like really matched my style or what I was looking for in editing. Mm -hmm. So I found myself buying presets and then I would completely change them to be the way I wanted. (laughs) So that's really even the presets. I was pretty much just re-editing my photo. And so, um, and I have a lot of people message me asking, you know, how do you edit or do you have a preset or what what are some tips? And so I was like, oh, I get this question all the time. Maybe I just need to come out with my own presets. And I've been using my own that I've made for a little while. So that's kind of where it came from. And I figured, you know, so many people want to know. So maybe it would be helpful to come out with some that I feel like I like and fit my style that I can share with others, too. Yeah, I love that. I think it's cool that there's just, you know, the opportunities for an influencer don't have to stop just at brand partnerships anymore. Like there's now like so many things where you can really just keep growing your brand and keep and even like create a product, so to speak, to give to your audience. I think that that's really cool. Thank you. I think it's yeah. A lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. So what is coming up for you next? Um, what are you excited about in the next few months? Um, I have some exciting partnerships coming up. I actually, I am featured in the October issue of Marie Claire, which should be coming out. Oh, my out. gosh. Yeah, so I'm really excited about that. Congrats. That's awesome. Yeah, nothing huge, just some Fun projects here and there. Nothing too crazy. (laughs) 
No, I love it. I love it. So I like to wrap up with two lifestyle questions. And the first one is, what did your morning routine look like today? Today was a very lazy day. (laughs) (laughs) I slept in. I got ready kind of slowly. Nothing crazy today. Usually I try to get up early and work out and then work on my projects. But today was just, I just wasn't feeling it. So I slept in. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Sometimes you just, you just need those days. Yeah. And then what would you say is one of your favorite lifestyle hacks or tips or tricks that you have? Um, I don't even know. I think what we talked about earlier, just taking time for yourself Mm -hmm. um, and recognizing that you do need time to yourself among other projects. And then maybe a beauty thing. Mm-hmm. Um, dry shampoo. I can't live without it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you have a favorite? Uh, my favorite right now is the Living Proof one. I've heard such good things about that one. I have tried so many different ones, and every time I always go back to that one. Okay. The, I yeah, <laughs> that one comes really highly recommended. I need to just I need to try it because yeah, it cool. is true. Like some dry shampoos are just really questionable. I'm like, I think they just made it worse. I feel like it's like cake, didn't you? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Well, Kelsey, where can everyone find you? So I am on Instagram. My username's Kelsey Karma. And then my blog is just KelseyKarma.com. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining today. Of course. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Influencer Girl Lifestyle. Love this episode? Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. For show notes and free resources on living out your influencer lifestyle, head over to monicawoodhams.com forward slash podcast.